Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Last time I kind of did a long interlude <laughs> because it's weird for me to switch from anywhere and based on my mood to like, no, let's let's focus for a little while. Because I'm doing it because I really, really want to find the people that I originally came back into the field to work with. And let's talk about ASD. And again, I am not on the spectrum myself, but I have worked with clientele all over and not on the spectrum. What is ASD? Now I was talking about last time about how there was this TikTok about put your finger down. And if you're, you know, X amount of fingers are down, you have autism, <laughs> you're on the spectrum. No, that's not what this is. So autism is clinically diagnosed based on the DSM-5. There'll probably be another version of it, the DSM to come out at some point because they do that. And it's based on criteria that we exhibit externally because we can't look inside your brain. So there's a lot of debate. Is autism being overdiagnosed? We'll talk about that later. Why would you get the diagnosis? Well, we'll get there. Let's just talk about what it is. It is a developmental delay. What I mean by that is, and I didn't really see this till I had my own kid. For example, there's this skill called joint attention, where if you look at something and you're like, oh my word, and you like point at it, your kid, even a couple months old, will look at what you looked at and look back at you. It hit home when I realized the six-year-old kid I was working with, I was working on that, and my six-month-old daughter could do it. Now, because they didn't look at that item you pointed at, do they have autism? No, that's not what it is. Autism, because specific criteria of specific habits you engage in, and certain criteria. But those habits, those external things are demonstrating what's happening in the brain. The brain is not wired the same way. And you would say, oh, it's deficits, that's a bad thing. No, I honestly think, and I see this in how people on the spectrum develop. Yeah, maybe they there are deficits in areas like you have the social skills, they struggle more with social. In a sense, we talk about spoons as like how much energy you have towards a certain thing or for the day. And they don't have as many spoons as say for me, anything social, like I have almost unlimited spoons. I'm gonna see people almost, I can count on my hand how many times I've not wanted to see people. I'm in excess, okay? I'm not the norm in that. I know that I'm extreme in that, but that means I'm, I'm, I'm weaker in another area. I honestly think that when you have weaknesses, you're going to also have strengths in other areas. So if you're on the spectrum, maybe, and I've seen this a lot, and it doesn't mean you have ASD, it's just something that has been observed, is often they can remember things from the exact date, exact time. I can't remember what happened a week ago, let alone the date and the time that something event went down. And I'm like, I wish I could remember like that. I feel like I'm gonna get Alzheimer's early. <laughs> I just don't remember things. Um, and I try, I really try to remember. Like I Google all the time. That's not my strength. Or like my friend that I entered previously on the podcast, his artwork, the way he can hyper-focus into his work, I couldn't do that. And I think certain things exist in this world because somebody was wired differently. Wasn't Beethoven deaf? Seriously, how did he compose what he did? People would be like, well, he, he, you know, there's no hope for him. No, when you have a weakness in one area, which we would say, oh, you have a developmental delay in this area, it means there's strengths in other areas. Now, that weakness is gonna be a yin and yang in the sense that as a human, if your ability to get your needs met, such as communication, 
is lacking, you're going to get really frustrated. It's kind of like a, what's it called? A pressure cooker. If anybody knows what that is anymore. <laughs> I grew up in Africa. Okay. <laughs> we, we took pots and pans from the nineties, but a pressure cooker is like when it gets more and more pressure. And then you have to have this little thing at the top and it has to shake and let the pressure out or it'll explode. And then like before you open it, you got to cool it down with cold water or it's going to explode. Uh, or, you know, if you can get open at all, but as a human, we, we overflow in a different way. What you see when children, when we think, oh, they may be on the spectrum or they just got a diagnosis or we, we wonder, you often see not as much communication ability, but the opposite of that means they're more frustrated so they're gonna have more tantrums. Well, yeah, because they want something and they don't, they just don't know how to tell you. I remember when I went to Argentina. I grew up in Africa, so I have the French thing. But in Argentina, it's, not French. And I remember standing there amongst this group of people. I got so pissed off. I couldn't figure out this word because I was used to being in countries where I know how to speak the language. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was in a country. I didn't know the language. And I was so frustrated. I'm like, I get it. Why do our eight-year-olds blow up? I get it. Why do our seven-year-olds who can't communicate blow up? I get it. Two-year-olds who can't communicate quite. My two-year-old, he even has a speech delay. I get why he's pissed. <laughs> my two-year-old now like turns and hits something and it's like, oh, my hand, like showing me his hand. I'm like, dude, I understand you want that and you can't have it right now. I'm sorry. I don't have the milk in the house that you want. The store didn't have it, but he doesn't understand that. He just heard no. He doesn't understand that there's, there's, there's problem solving. There's other variables at play. He's just pissed that the milk is not there. So yes, when you have a delay in certain areas, it's going to cause frustrations. And what do frustrations come out externally? They come out as what we deem problem behaviors. Now there's also sensory overload, which I get that now because I didn't have hearing aids until recently and I recently got them. Did you know that when you first get hearing aids and even if you haven't worn them your whole life and you start wearing them, you have to take them out by the end of the day. I was taking them out when I got them halfway through the day because my head hurt so bad because all of a sudden I heard everything. It's like, what the heck? How do you process this all the time? And I was like, I can't do this, it's too much. I finally got a mute button, but if you have ASD, you don't have a mute button on the stimuli overflowing you. So you have other coping mechanisms that you do, whether it's movement, whether it's removal from society, whatever it is that you need, you're wired differently. Even in general, we don't even experience life the same, even neurotypical or not. We just don't realize it because we only see the world from our own eyes. Did you know that we don't even see colors the same? Like I was in a workshop and they were like, hey, raise your hand if you see blue, raise your hand if you see gold. And I raised my hand and I realized the other half of the group saw a different color. I was like, what the heck? How are you viewing the world? We all have preferences in foods. And they're like, oh, you have ASD because you have a food, food thing going on. I'm like, no, I just experience. So I don't like kidney beans. I will eat them in chili, a few. It's the only place I eat them. And I have had them in rice one time to be polite. I don't like them because of the mushiness. And people will be like, what's wrong with you? You eat mashed potatoes. No, there's something about the bean thing. How I experience them is not pleasant. Maybe it's a different experience for you. So if you have ASD or you think you're on the spectrum or you think your child's on the spectrum, they're just wired different. Instead of looking at, oh no, they're delayed. There's something wrong. I don't think that's what it is. It's the opportunity to grow with your child and learn with your child that things you take for granted, you realize, oh, that's such a beautiful thing that a human can do. And now you've learned to do it too. It's a journey, it's a process. And, and you can see if it's a child on the spectrum, 
you can see them evolve and their strengths grow over time. And I think we get lost in, in the negativity of it, but I honestly think it's just another way humans are wired differently. And if you're on the spectrum and you want to have the quote unquote strengths everyone else has, you just have to do the legwork to do it. Some people are really good at certain sports and some people are terrible. Like if I wanted to be a professional dancer, I better get moving. But there's a couple people born with, they can move and you're like born with that. But there's nothing wrong with me because I can't dance like that. We don't say, oh, because you can't dance, you're not typical. No, it's just strengths and weaknesses. And if you look at humans, we all have strengths and weaknesses. They're just different and some are bigger than others or smaller than others. So that's my take as someone outside looking in to the world of autism. But hopefully it can open your perspective if you're a parent and you're like, you're waiting on services, how to find the good in this because parenting's hard enough. And even adulting, if you're on the spectrum and you're an adult, adulting is hard enough. And and I feel like I still have skill deficits in different areas. I'm like, how the heck do people pretend that this they can do this? And then I find out they're really good at it. I'm like, well, I'm good at this other stuff. So, okay, it'll even out. But hopefully this just explains a little bit more and it doesn't push my opinion. I honestly just want a perspective on it. And if any of you guys have any feedback on this perspective, I would love to hear it. We can talk some more. So I think the more we can understand ASD, the better we know how to interact and show empathy for people around us. Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more Behavior Talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and HannahSparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about. <laughs>